your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Locked On Blues podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Thomas Welch. And I'm Josh Hyman. And we got an episode for you today. It might not be so fun. The Blues lost 4-2 to two against the Tampa Bay Lightning. So they split the two-game series. Uh, not back-to-back, but two games in a row against the Lightning. Um, so we're going to be talking about that for the most part in this episode and also kind of previewing the next two-game matchup against uh, the Florida Panthers. But before we hop into that, I want to thank you guys once again for making us your first listen of the day, whether you're having us with your cup of coffee early in the morning on your commute to school, on your commute to work, whatever it might be. Uh, we want to thank you guys once again for that. And also thank our title sponsor for this episode, Stat Hero, because Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head to head fantasy matchups, winner take all. So sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash hockey and use the promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. All right, Josh, let's hop into it. Rip off the Band-Aid. What did you like from the St. Louis Blues performance tonight against the Lightning, and what did you not like? Well, uh, I, I kind of want to take it and, and look at both of the games just because um, I haven't given my thoughts on the first game yet. We haven't had a chance to talk about it. And also, given the fact that I feel like tonight you can all, you can take the performance with a grain of salt. Um, obviously, Jordan Biddington going on the COVID protocol and the Blues not even being able to call a backup goalie up um, to Justin Falk being healthy scratch or not healthy scratch, being scratched 15 minutes before puck drop um, due to COVID as well. Uh, due to just playing, you know, the, t- the full, almost full strength Tampa Bay Lightning with Stamkos back in the lineup, Vasilevsky, you know, dominating. Um, I, I don't think the loss is something that I'm too concerned about. I think we didn't really see anything out of the Blues that was su- super concerning. I don't think that they really allowed the Lightning to necessarily dominate play. And, like, obviously there were a few defensive lapses. The Scandella turnover on the fourth goal was really, 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 really bad. Um, or if he was on the Lightning, it would have been a tremendous pass. But, unfortunately, he's not. Um, but that being said, you know, first game against the Lightning, uh, gave up three really fluky goals early. Uh, like we sort of talked about um, previously in their comeback wins, could have easily taken themselves out of the game um, after that. And not only did they uh, sort of stay in the game, they battled back and, and earned two points against one of the toughest opponents in the NHL. So overall, given that two-game stretch, I'm pretty satisfied with how the Blues played. Obviously, would have liked to see a better result tonight, but um, you know they're going to have to hunker down and deal with uh, missing a couple of their most valuable players moving forward, especially against the Florida Panthers. Yeah, I think I'm most disappointed that we didn't get to see a matchup of Bennington versus Vasilevsky. I think that mm-hmm. would have been just been awesome because um, it's always, I mean, two of the top ten goalies in the league going toe to toe. I mean, that's that's always going to be a bloodbath, right? But uh, maybe we'll see it eventually this season. But that's the last time we face uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning in terms of matchups. So it would have to be in the postseason. But I, final, yeah, exactly. Call it now. That's what I'm saying. So I don't know. You go Pat Maroon, and I, I don't. I, that'd be rough if he makes it there and he's going for what would be four, four in a row, row, right? Yeah, and then you're like, kind of want the Blues to win, but also if Pat whoa, wins four whoa. in a row, I'm, dude. I'm just sitting, like, that's historical, right? I know. I like, know. if it was going to be anybody, beat the Blues. Let's trade from at the deadline. Trade for Pat. 
They yeah. could use that net front presence. It was gone again tonight. Um, but oh, I, that, I, that's what happens when you know th- four of your best, three of your best forwards are in COVID protocol. Yeah, or three of your most important forwards. Yeah, or you're also missing Kucherov and Point. I don't know. I think there was a lot of people uh, missing from this game that I would have liked to see for both sides. But I, I don't know. I do you think that the Blues can hang with the big dogs from from the way that we saw the like the performance? In these last two games or do you think it's it's more like tonight's performance where it's like maybe they're close it never really felt like tampa bay ran away with the game but at the mm-hmm. end of the day you know it never really felt like the blues were look the, in the, control yeah i mean definitely that then again you know you're you're on the road in tampa um that barn has been rocking for for a while now because of the the uh back-to-back to stanley cup so a really tough place to play um, especially given the circumstances, and I keep going back to that first game where, you know, even though Vasilevsky wasn't in that, even though they didn't have Stamkos, even though they didn't have Kucherov, even though they didn't have Point, um, going down 3-0 to a team, any team early, much less the Tampa Bay Lightning, is, you know, a death sentence for a team, nine games out of ten. Uh, and th- them being able to battle back and hang in that game and really take control against the Tampa Bay Lightning was very encouraging. And even... In tonight's game, you know they had the they they tied the game up and fifty three seconds later, um, lost the lead. So it, or lost the gave up the lead, I should say. So winnable game tonight, you know, even though it didn't go their way, uh, they were in it. And, and I don't know, they definitely didn't take control at any point. But there was a time when there was you know ten minutes left in the third period where it was a tie game, very winnable game. And it's going to be interesting to see how they perform against Florida, especially given the circumstances of having Huso taking, you know, probably his uh, heaviest NHL workload that he has in his career. Um, you know, Wallman's going to have to step up in Falk's absence. A couple other defensemen are going to have to step up, see if Braden Shen can get healthy. Maybe maybe David Perron makes his return to the lineup. There's a lot of variables, um, but I think once this four-game win streak ends, we'll have a pretty good idea of whether or not the Blues can hang with the big dogs. But right now, I'm sort of on the fence, leaning towards I think so, uh, but these next two games are going to be pretty telling. It is kind of hard to make uh, that jurisdiction. I get right right now because like the Blues have been in and out of COVID protocol and have had so many injuries. It's like you don't even really know like what this team looks at like full force. Like I think we had what like two games one where two our, games. one or two games where our roster was completely healthy, and even then, like <clears throat> the guys coming right back from an injury, like right. he Shannon says he's healthy enough to play, back, right? but I'm sure like he's not a hundred percent right. So at the end of the day. Uh, you never really know what's going to go on there, but I also think at the end of the day, like this is a playoff team, and that's kind of been uh, that's been the conversation around this team for the last probably five years now. And that Doug Armstrong says we're in a Stanley Cup window still. I believe him, and the moves that he's made in the off season, the moves that um, he's made up to this point, kind of back that up. So uh, there's no reason for me to believe that. Uh, this will get out of hand. The Blues won't make the playoffs. You know, it's still early in the season. And like I said, we still don't know what this team's fully capable of. It's just kind of figuring out the figuring out the question, the question marks and ironing out the wrinkles uh, is the process that I would say the Blues are going through right now. Yeah, I mean, a lot of teams, um, you know, dealing with injuries and COVID like this could have completely derailed the season, especially given the schedule that the Blues are running into. It, it really could not have happened at a worse time for them. Um, going up against you know tough, some of the toughest opponents they'll face, especially considering Eastern Conference opponents. You know you don't get a, you don't get as much of a good look at them 
Uh, you don't really know as much about their play style. It's a lot. It's a lot more of a crapshoot in terms of you know trying to hang in these games. Um, so I, I really think tonight the Blues could have things could have ended a lot worse. Um, team could have been very discouraged with all the absences in the lineup, all the you know the guys stepping up that that weren't expected to. Um, and and it's just going to be about sort of staying afloat for the Blues over these next few games. You know we got to set the expectations low. They're missing Jordan Bennington, who is at been at times by far the most valuable player on this team has kept them in games that they don't deserve to stay in has really stolen games in, in a sneaky way, not getting a whole lot of like shutouts or one goal games, but he's making big saves late in games, keeping the blues in it. Um, and Justin Falk is another guy you could argue has been the most important player for the blues this season. Once again, sort of establishing himself as their number one defenseman. Um, so really I think it's about staying afloat. You know, you can't expect them to go out there and look like uh, peak blues because they're missing two of their three or four most important players over this next stretch. So just stay afloat, you know, don't, don't let it completely derail the season. And I think that would be a, a, a win given the circumstances. I have a good kind of out of box, uh, out of the box, outside the box conversation uh, that we're going to talk about in just a second. But Ooh. before we do, uh, I'm sure you don't like to lose, Josh. I don't like to lose. The St. Louis Blues obviously don't like to lose. But no one plays daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better, but traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're up against. Stat Hero is the first-of-its-kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head-to-head fantasy matchups, winner-take-all. And here's the crazy part. Stat Hero shows you their lineups before you play and you handpick the team you want to face one-on-one. This never-before-seen innovation of fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid has Stat Hero players clocking odds that are over four times better. Why? Because you don't have to compete against thousands of experts or unknowns. Stat Hero puts you in control of your fate. With Stat Hero, you are in control of these stakes. You decide how much you're going to play for, and Stat Hero has no choice but to take it because they're daring you to beat them. So sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash hockey and use the promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. That's that's stathero.com slash hockey. Use the promo code hockey for a 100% match. Stathero.com slash hockey. Promo code hockey. Terms and conditions apply. We'll be right back. All right, Josh, so we're going to go into the conversation of how does this team look against a Florida Panthers team that just overcame a three-goal deficit two games in a row? Because it feels like times this season, St. Louis Blues have kind of gotten a lead and sat back and not necessarily played to win, but played not to lose, and that kind of gets them into trouble at times. Uh, a, a couple of those last-second goals and where they're almost kind of banking on going to overtime uh, and then they, they, end, they end up losing the game in the, in the waning seconds or the last minute of the game. So uh, going along with that, you're missing a guy in Jordan Bennington who, as you said, is one of the main reasons that they won the Stanley Cup and has been a pillar uh, for this Blues team. At times when they've hung him out to dry, he's absolutely stole games for this team. Is it a blessing in disguise right now for the Blues to say, hey, we have to pull out Jordan Bennington. He's going to be gone for at least 10 games. Here's what our team looks like without him hmm. because he does have that contract kind of looming uh, in a couple of years. He signed a three-year deal. 
And also at the same time, here's what our team looks like without him this season. So the focus and the spotlight is really going to be on the defense to step up. And if they're unable to do so, it could potentially give Doug Armstrong the ability to say, okay, here's where we really need to, here's where we're really struggling. And I realize that now because we can't rely on Jordan Bennington to bail us out. So does he make a move that those are all things that are crossing my mind. What are your thoughts about um, Billy Huso? not only entering the fold, um, how he's done this season. Do you think he can pick up the slack? Do you think he's an NHL caliber goalie, whether it's a starter or a backup? And uh, I guess everything that's encapsulated. I got you. I, yeah, I, I see where you're going. It's, it's definitely a big question, you know, wh- when you have a goalie as good as Jordan Biddington, you definitely can lean on him a little bit more. You know, you can play a little bit looser. Um, and they definitely are play a different, a more structural game in front of Billy Huso. And we saw that tonight. Um, not as much of a up and down fast paced game, uh, you know, crazy stretch passes. Um, and it kind of begs the question, do we think the blues would have had a better chance slash even one tonight if Jordan Bennington was in net? um, looking back at some of the goals, uh, you can't blame Huso for the fourth goal. That's Marco Scandella serving an app, serving up an absolute, uh, waffle from the corner. Um, given that, that Victor Hedman a breakaway. Hedman's first goal though was I think the first time this season where I was like, oh. Yeah. Like a couple times like this season, like Philly Husso's made like highlight reel saves and like just been consistent on and on and like not letting up goals. And I'm like, oh, maybe like don't send him back down. And then uh, that goal tonight, the, the headman slapper, I was like, well, he really just – there's no screen, nothing. He just whiffed on it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's one of the things, though. Like, it's kind of easy to take a guy like Jordan Bennington for granted, um, because you know, yeah, that was a save that could happen. That's far from an easy save. That's one of the best defensemen in the NHL. You know, walking down unscreened, un, un, un uninterrupted with a clapper on that. Ninety-five mile per hour. Yeah, it's 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 like it's sort of a reminder that like that's what you're gonna get out of a backup goalie. I, I have no problem with the way Billy Hughes has played this season. Um, mm. The question, does Jordan Bennington go in? If Jordan Bennington goes in and like is in his steal a game mode, I think the Blues win tonight. Obviously, you know, you could say that about pretty much any game. Um, if a goalie decides to steal it, you know, we saw it uh Dallas St. Louis uh game seven a couple of years ago. That's the best example of how goalies can dictate a game no matter how much you put how much offensive pressure you put on. So that's sort of the thing is when you don't have a goalie as good as Jordan Bennington in net, you can't rely on that that bailout. You can't rely on giving up, you know, extra offensive pressure, but having your goalie keep you in it and then having an extra period to regroup. You kind of got to play a more perfect structured game in front of Billy Huso. So I I think the blessing in disguise thing is interesting because if the Blues want to have success, it's going to be, they're going to be forced to clean up their game. They're going to be forced to play a lot more structurally sound um, because Bennington has given them the freedom to make mistakes and stay in games. And I think we've seen them clean it up lately. Um, and they, like I said, they definitely play a much cleaner game in front of Huso, uh, but that comes with its caveats. You don't see as many Jordan uh, Jordan Kyrie breakaways. You don't see as many, you know, odd man rushes or crazy stretch passes. So they're definitely going to have to tailor their game uh, as a result. And it could be interesting if you know they they start getting momentum, and then all of a sudden you insert Jordan Bennington back into the lineup, and it's like um, they're already going you know full speed, and they just get even better. So it, it could work out in their favor, especially considering it's not happening super late in the season. They still have a chance to sort of rebound. Well, that's kind of the problem too. Is like your so your goalie's out now, and so the pressure is on your defense to perform. And 
you would like to say that your number one defenseman is still in the lineup, but I think by all accounts, I consider Justin Falk currently our number one defenseman. And now absolutely he's in code. If he's in COVID protocol too, that's, that's, that kind of spells a nightmare for the St. Louis blues. You, you get the one guy that your defense can rely on when everything breaks down in uh, the foundation of your defense, really in Jordan Bennington. And then it's like, okay, well, at least we still have Justin Fox. Like, no, you, you took away the two biggest key assets of our back end, arguably, right? Yeah. I mean, probably Pareko's in that conversation too, but I feel like he struggled this season. And uh, a lot of people have their opinions about him too. So I, I think w- one bright spot to take away from the defense tonight, Scott Prunovich had two assists. Oh, he's looking so so confident He's looking there. great, especially um, as the power play on can the we Can we talk about that, that, uh, that Scott Prunovich pass he had? Um, the game before last to Oscar Sundfist, the uh, the slap pass. Oh my goodness, that was he's, nice, dude. He's making some passes that just like leave my jaw, leave my jaw on the floor. But um, I'm gonna kind of hijack the 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 transition here, Tommy, because mm. I do think we should talk about in the third segment the um the set the lack of cap relief for the Blues and how it's kind of screwed them now twice this season. Fortunately, they didn't have to use their emergency backup goalie last night, but. It's it's getting a little frustrating watching the Blues having to, you know, stitch together whatever sort of reminiscent of a lineup they can make because the NHL doesn't offer any sort of relief. Um, That's when guys right. go down with COVID. It's it's frustrating. That is frustrating. You know what else is frustrating, Josh? What? Having what? a beard and not having beard oil. So if you Tell got a beard, it. get primal. You heard me. If you got a beard, get primal. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get primal. You're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. I know for a fact Pat Maroon is using stuff like this, and he looked great out there on the ice tonight. So the products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes bombs, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel in beard products available. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the USA. The combo kits make a great holiday gift too. So if you're shopping for yourself or for that special someone, whatever it might be, you'll be glad that you did. We know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and the feel in beard to the other products you've used. We promise you will see and feel the difference so use the promo code locked on and get 20% off at primaloriginoils.com. That's promo code locked on at the checkout for 20% off. And while you're there, check out our friends over at Bet Online because they have you covered for all the season, all season long, more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues its march to the playoffs and hockey season is in full swing. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. That's at Bet Online where the game starts all right josh so i can tell you're real heated and real anxious to talk about this next topic so covid protocol and cap relief let the reins loose 
<clears throat> so for anyone who's not um, completely clued into the situation, um, obviously Jordan Bennington going into COVID protocol early today, um, kind of put the Blues into a scramble. Uh, so you'd think, okay, you know, they call a guy up, whatever, he's in time ready for the game. The St. Louis Blues, under NHL rule, under salary cap rule, could not have because there is zero cap relief when a player goes down due to COVID. Uh, we saw this kind of bite them, but earlier in the season when they had, I don't remember who it was, but someone went into COVID protocol last minute and they were forced to carry 10 forwards on their roster for two consecutive games. They had to run with 10 forwards. Um, it's just seems like a really big oversight to me that you can literally force teams to play with an incomplete roster uh, due to something that, <clears throat> excuse me, due to something that literally everybody saw coming. You know, we knew that COVID was going to be an issue. We knew that COVID protocols were in place for a reason. The, the fact that there is no sort of contingency for, you know, most important player on the roster with a big old salary goes down with COVID. Sorry, good, good luck. You got to you gotta pretend like he's still affecting the salary cap, even though he's not playing. I don't get why they couldn't have created like a long-term injured reserve, especially considering um, when a player is symptomatic, you there's a minimum 10-day quarantine time. Like that is a, a, a fact when you, you have 10 days, like they could have just done 10 K, 10 nap Because now twice they've seen the booze have stitched together a 10 roster. Um, you know, God bid, who so goes down with injury, you get a 23-year-old goalie mask designer in between the pipes for the St. Louis Blues. Like that, that, that shouldn't happen. Yeah, and I think we were talking about before the podcast, I think the, the plan is probably in place to try and prioritize the vaccine, right? And say like, hey, like if you keep getting COVID, like, yeah, even if the symptoms aren't bad and yeah, like it's like after 10 days, if you're symptomatic, like you can come back. Because I think there's only two people in the NHL, like two players that weren't vaccinated. Um, so if these if these rules were made beforehand and then during the season, there's only two that they really apply to. Because if everyone on your team is vaccinated, then you shouldn't be penalized for people getting COVID, right? Because right. you're following protocol. You're doing everything that you can to prevent this from happening. It's still happening. And I agree with you. There should be, there should be cap relief in that scenario where your whole team is is vaccinated so like how, one how does this even happen to like it just it just sucks from every standpoint and it's like long-term injured reserve people's cap like comes off so i feel right. like it should be the same kind of conversation but it's it's not and i guess every team has to deal with it in different ways but for blues that are right up like right next to the cap when they've got everybody uh it's 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 difficult to navigate that and Doug Armstrong is one of the best GMs in the league and I've full faith that he knows what he's doing, but even he seems like he's handcuffed at times, especially this season, specifically this season. I mean, this season was the one where they filed the notion uh, to the league and say, Hey, like offer us cap relief. This is ridiculous. And then they got declined too. So it's not even, it's not even like them just standing by what they did uh, at the beginning of the season saying like, Hey, like, sorry, it kind of sucks right now. Like that's just, kind of the way it is like they they doubled down on it and said like no this is the way that we should be doing it i think that's right. ridiculous right and it's not even like i'm sitting here as like a, a butthurt fan like oh the blues would have won if if they could have if they could have called up uh blah so and so because of capital that's not that's not the point the point is like 
it's twice now that the Blues have had to field a literal incomplete roster. They have not been able, they have not had the personnel to put together a full NHL roster uh, twice, two two games of like their last six. And, and it's, it seems like a little bit of an oversight that like the NHL would rather have teams with incomplete roster versus teams that are $750,000 with a salary cap for four days while, so, while someone recovers from COVID. It, it just feels like, or twenty point. million over the salary cap. For right, the playoffs, exactly. Right? Not even to mention the irony of playing against the Tampa Bay Lightning, who just you know stuck their best player into into injured reserve at the beginning of the season, pulled them off at the, at the end of the season. You know, after cap doesn't count, it, it's it feels like it just pick they pick and choose when to enforce these things. And obviously, you know, a, a lot of other teams are going to have to deal with something like this later in the season. Um, a lot of other teams aren't going to have to deal with it. It just feels like luck of the draw in that sense. It's not like the Blues are, like you said, not like the Blues are doing anything wrong, particularly to face the punishment. It's not like they've got, they got a bunch of guys that are unvaccinated or anything like that. They're just getting unlucky in the sense that some of their most valuable players are getting COVID and also, you know, they, they couldn't call up a player properly in time. It's it's just luck of the draw, and the Blues got a pretty short straw tonight for sure. Yeah, so the Blues are without some of their best players. They'll be facing off against Florida Panthers team that's without one of their best players and Alexander Barkov. So uh, if there's ever a time for this matchup to happen, I feel like it is a good time to face them without Barkov, but also at the same time, uh, they they are firing on all cylinders, even though Bobrovsky looked rough tonight, which sucks for my fantasy team, but <laughs> looks good for the Blues going into the next matchup. So uh, we'll see what they can do there. But, Josh, if I told you the Blues would come out of these first two games against the Lightning uh, with a 500 record against them, would you be happy, sad, or right in between? You can't, you, can't, you can't be upset about that. I mean, obviously, if they had gone in and, you know, took taken two games or, you know, even three points, you'd be like, oh, heck yeah. But the fact that they even got one win, especially given the circumstances, is, is great. Um, I don't think you can really try to take anything that we saw – tonight into your your overall judgment of the team i think you can just say okay can this team deal with adversity i think the answer at least tonight is yes obviously they didn't get the win but i think they gave us a performance to be proud of they didn't just roll over they very easily could have they were in the game up until the final you know 10 minutes a couple bounces go differently and they win that game I, i think there's nothing to take away from tonight and be super upset about like you said though it's gonna be about sort of maintaining that momentum because Unfortunately for the Blues, this isn't just a one-game adversity. This is going to be the next two, three, four games of, of trying to battle with a depleted roster. So going to be fun. It's going to be fun. And I think if they can split against Florida and kind of split two two out of four in this little mini-series, I'll, I'll, I'll chalk that up as a dub, like you Absolutely. said, all things considered. So uh, we'll see if they can manage that, but I think that's all the time we have for today. So thank you guys so much for listening to the Locked on Blues podcast. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're currently listening to. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. Uh, you sub- you can subscribe on there and hit that bell. That way you get notified every time we go live. And thank you to Emily and Abby for hopping in the chat today. Uh, we appreciate you guys so much. But like I said, I think that's all the time we have. So thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at 12 15 You can follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. But as always, let's go Blues. <laughs>